Hello, this is Ken, your podcast preacher. Welcome to my podcast, Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in and through our lives. The title of this message is, Was Jesus Born Again? What, Ken? Those them are be fighting words. <laughs> I know, right? Jesus, born again. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, born again. I thought that taking that bath was only for the dirty sinner, right? So, but when I first read this, I was like, no, 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 these peeps missed it. Whoever they are has missed it. Jesus was a perfect man, born sinless and without fault. Look, Hebrews 4.15, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. No sin, no need to be born again, right? I mean, isn't that what we believe? Well, in my opinion, we are not really taught, but told in many of our churches. And you can't hardly blame the tolders, because the body of Christ has gotten used to being told what Christianity is and what it isn't, and not so much being equipped to do Christianity. Doing Christianity is very different than learning about the history of Christianity and what we should and shouldn't be doing, saying, speaking, attending, etc., blah, blah, blah. Look, one more thing, and then I will move on from this, my passion, which is to equip the saints for the work of ministry, and to encourage you to get to know God as if you believed He is a knowable God. Imagine a silly event whereby you wanted a wife or husband, and so you heard about this place that teaches you how to obtain such a prize, And you find that it is a beehive of people chatting away, talking about their lives, the weekend, things they have done and will do. Then the speaker comes out and begins to tell you about the character traits you want to look for when seeking out your future mate. Then he goes into what you should look for and avoid, and talks about the history of husbands and wives, and even the D word, that is divorce. Then everyone leaves and a fraction of that group gets together on Wednesday night to study the matter out, and even less show up to the actual meet and greet of their future mate. And bam, Sunday is here again, and the cycle begins as you sit there and listen to someone else tell you about your future spouse. Now, I know that this sounds crazy, but we repeat this cycle every week. We are the bride of Christ who is supposed to be making herself ready, Revelation 7. And yet we are depending on a church to tell us what it looks like to get ready, but not doing the things to help me to make my contribution in the search for my husband, who is Jesus. I have said it before and I will say it again. God wants you to want him, to want to spend time with him, that you would get to know him like a child, like his son's bride. His perfect soul was a sacrifice. Perfection became imperfect. Became your imperfection. Isaiah 53, 8, 10. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people he was stricken. And they made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich at his death. Because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. 
he shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many, for he shall bear their inequities. Therefore I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bore the sins of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. His body bore the evidence of the sacrifice outwardly on his body, but inwardly, that is in the heart of the earth, there was a war, and Jesus hedged his bets by showing up. And not only that, for many had shown up before him, but in his case, he showed up sinless, and then gave himself over to it, that he might become sin, your sin. Isaiah 52:14. Just as many were astonished at you, so his visage was marred more than any man, and his form more than the sons of men. He became our sin, not his, but ours. And I'm not a hundred on this, but I think he became sin after he died, and his soul and spirit showed up in hell. And it was there that the necessary atrocity occurred. He was sin-mauled, curse-mauled, and all of the sicknesses and diseases mauled. He was mauled by all of the defiling inequities of mankind. The demon hordes mutilated him, beyond recognition, that is, his spirit and soul. His visage was marred more than any man, and his form more than the sons of men. You see it? Only sinners need a Savior, right? So then when did Jesus become a sinner? Never, I say never, did he ever become a sinner. He was made sin by his own set purposes, but was never a sinner. This is the only way God's whole plan could have worked out. He had to be sinless. That is the opposite of us, to pay for our sins. He went into debt for your debt, that you might become financially prosperous. Yes, he even took on your financial debt. 2 Corinthians 8, 9 For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you, through his poverty, might become rich. To be or not to be? Only one could have properly answered the question of all questions. You know, sometimes it helps to look at events that happened and imagine how things would have worked out if the event didn't happen. I think we do this organically in most things. Like I wish I never did that thing to that person or said that to my parents or whatever. But now I invite you to travel down a road to see what your thoughts might be regarding this event. What if Jesus, a man just like us, stated he didn't want to go through with it. What if the salvation event was never offered, but that God simply told mankind, the earth is yours until you destroy yourself and it. Once you have masterfully wrecked all that I have given you, like a two-year-old toddler, it's over. No, you will still live forever, but instead of the offer you have before you now, that is my son's life for yours, you will sit in the world's largest movie theater situated in hell, and watch and rewatch the destruction of all of creation, your own destruction. No more options. Sorry, my son has said no, that it was too much to give to an unreceptive crowd. He told me in my chambers that he couldn't see how anything would change when humanity was so bent on hatred and destruction. Father, they are like termites devouring everything in their path. But no, 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 no. He saw above the human condition and said yes. 
He said yes to something we only brag about, saying, if the opportunity were ever to present itself. Nope, we run when the opportunity for sacrifice shows up to prove what is in us, but not him. He even became the fear that tormented you, all of your broken promises and the causes thereof. We must understand what it was for him, our enemy before we were saved, did for his enemy, that is us, to really appreciate and understand the value of what he did. I'm not sure if we will fully understand the why of it. 2 Corinthians 5.21 For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. To be sin for us. Does this mean that if we had died and gone to hell, that we would have actually become the full manifestation of our sin? I mean, why didn't he just kill sin while in the heart of the earth? Why did he have to become it? Because sin is spiritual, that's why. We sinned in the natural and incurred the curses of God because of it. But in hell, it seems as though we might have actually become the sin we committed on earth. Is this just me? I can't find it specifically in the Bible. So by all means, consider that it's just my narrative. So look at this. Luke 13:32, And he said to them, Go, tell that fox, Behold, I cast out demons and perform cures today and tomorrow, and the third day I shall be perfected. Did he become imperfect while in the heart of the earth? Yep, your imperfection, that you might be perfect as his Father in heaven is perfect. Matthew 5:48, Hebrews 5:9, And having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. He was heavenly perfected after he was raised the third day. For in the time he spent in the heart of the earth, it was all at war. But first, and without resistance, he had to become imperfection by becoming sin, that we would be justified in standing before God. Jesus became imperfect because he took on our imperfection, that we would be made perfect. Only God could say, okay, it is enough, payment made, now go get him, son. Look, so I will step half a step sideways by including more than necessary to prove that a massive spiritual parade took place when Jesus got him. <laughs> Let's look at Colossians and celebrate the event, as no doubt the whole host of heaven was celebrating. Colossians 2, 9:15, For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him, who is the head of all principality and power. That was him after he was raised in victory. Verse 11, in him you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead, and you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. So somewhere they were in front of a crowd, because it was public. So you want an Easter egg? Okay, so you think that when you die, you also won't be raised up with and in Christ, same as Jesus was? Think about this. While the crowds, well, a few, not so much the crowds, 
were weeping at the loss of Jesus and his body, he was kicking donkeys and taking names. Yep, he, rather, his mansuit, was wrapped up like a mummy, and through their human eyes, they saw or defined him as dead, as we know it and define it today, right? No air in, no air out, no blood moving through the veins. Dead. But only his mansuit was dead. He went into hell freed from that Torah body, so that now his soul and spirit could die in hell. What, Ken? Sounds like this went from bad to worse. Well, consider now that this victory parade took place right after death and hell had its meal of him. But then the voice calling out to him saying, The payment is made. The payment is secure. Your sacrifice has been accepted. My children are now justified. Wow, if there's a spirit of a masterful UFC dude, it squarely landed on Jesus in that moment. And surely, and no doubt, he was more than a conqueror in that moment. Okay, so Ken, let us in on it. Tell us what scripture presents the truth that Jesus was born again, just like us. Well, yes, and we will get there in a moment because I've actually already showed you the necessity for even Jesus to be born again, as he really is familiar with all of our natural and spiritual ways. Now, if he died for everyone's sin by becoming sin, then the rules have to apply, right? Ezekiel 18.4 Behold, all souls are mine. The soul of the Father, as well as the soul of the Son, is mine. The soul who sins shall die. Now it is clear that Jesus was not a sinner. So if you fainted somewhere along this message, you can get up. He's still seated at the right hand of the Father. <laughs> but it became sin. And so the real question is, is there a difference between sinning and becoming sin? So that you understand here that Jesus was a cure to our sins due to his perfect nature. And if any one of us could have remained sinless, we too could have died for the sins of the world. But then you too would have had to have had a different father than the first Adam. In this sense of the word, God was not redundant. He only needed one son. He had broke the eggs in one basket rule. <laughs> Jesus did for what was impossible for us, for humanity to do. He lived and died both for his friends and for his enemies, which by the way was all of us at one point in time. 1 Peter 3.18 For Christ also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit. John 3, 3 and 6. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. So you see, he was made alive by the Spirit, so he was born of the Spirit. And he couldn't see the kingdom of God since he died. So it stands to reason that he was born again. <laughs> so now you are left to ponder. There are some good books that discuss this, but not as a major theme, because the authors are fully convinced of their position already, and probably do a better job at supporting it as well. I just love to chat about the churchy unchattables, because it is fun to discover the things about God that most others don't want to know. But now all of my listeners want to know, so that they can appreciate learning about the revelation of God. And not to worry, we may never know all there is that is hidden in the Bible. I believe the revelation contained within its pages is as boundless as eternity. Well, that's it for this message. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding the message, but what you can take away from it. Together we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. 
Let's flip the script and kill, steal, and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of life to shine through into people's lives. Find a seat and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep waters.